0: You're listening to the power of your life podcast. I'm your host, Delena McMillan. How are you? How are you doing? How was your week? I pray that everything is going well with you all. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I I think I want to start today's podcast by sharing a, a story that happened to me this, this past week. I was sitting in my car the other day on my lunch break. I go to a spot where I can kind of just get a little quiet. There's still businesses around, but um, it's just not a lot of like cars parked there. So I kind of parked under a tree and it was beautiful weather. It was warm. So I had the windows rolled down in my car and I was either, I think, watching a sermon or reading the word or just being quiet, being still. But um, in any case, I was sitting in my car and I looked over to my left to the window that's right next to me. And there was this big brown bug I mean, with the legs and the antenna moving around, this thing to me was like two, two and a half inches long. I don't know, but it was ugly and it was gross. And I was petrified. Now, first of all, ew, I do not do bugs, y'all. I don't do creepy crawlies. Okay. That's just not my thing. And this thing was sitting here on my window, like right next to me, like, how you doing? Like, it was the strangest thing. Like, I've never seen that before. And I was petrified. I was really grossed out and I was petrified. And so I'm, I'm trying to like regain my composure and hope that this thing doesn't jump off on me you know what I'm saying because what, what am I gonna do in my car and I got this big bug on me so I'm freaking out I'm trying to re, re, remain composed and get my get myself together and figure out what am I going to do next with this big huge bug sitting on my window right next to me like just inches away like gross so okay I regroup and I said, all right, let me just roll down the window the rest of the way so that it's flush, you know, with the car door. And maybe it'll just kind of crawl itself out and fly away or hop away or whatever it's supposed to do. Um, and so I did that and it still sat there It sat there looking at me like, how are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm like, this thing's got to go. So so I unlocked my car door and I slowly opened the door with my foot. Um, hoping that this thing does not jump off on me, y'all. I just, I can't, I was hoping and praying, please don't do that because God knows what I'm going to do if this thing hops on me. I'll be screaming like a banshee running down the, the parking lot. But so I open the car door with my foot slowly and I ease myself out of the car. Um, and so I get on the other side of the door and I just kind of tapped the door, the top of the door where the bug was and it hopped away, it was gone. And so, I mean, for the sake of the story, I don't know what kind of bug that was, but for the sake of the story, I'm going to assume it was a grasshopper. Um, I have no idea what it was, but um, it was big, brown, and gross. So I, I, I share that story because a few days later, when I was driving to work, I started thinking about that experience. And I was thinking about how ridiculous I must have looked and how petrified and how grossed out I was. Um, But I was also thinking about the size of that grasshopper compared to me. And then I was like, I mean, who's more scared in this situation, this bug or me? Like, is he looking at me going, what's this giant thing looking at me? And oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And not knowing that I'm looking at this thing that's like two inches long going, oh, my God, what's it going to do to me? It's crazy. So it's just crazy because it got me thinking about you know, our perspectives and how we see ourselves. Like, what is our overall perspective when we think about how we see ourselves? And I believe that our realities can be shaped by our perspective. I mean, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we see ourselves as insignificant or worthless, perhaps even as victims, small, then that ends up being the lens that we see our lives through. And it ends up being how we show up in life. And so when I kept thinking about that experience, God reminded me of a story in the Bible where the children of Israel saw themselves as grasshoppers. And he took me to uh, Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 through 33. And so just to kind of sum it up, um, this part of the story the, uh, God had delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. And now Egypt was the place of bondage and oppression and slavery for them. And they lived there for over 400 years. And so at this part of the story, God had delivered them from a mighty hand um, through Moses. And they're out of Egypt now. And just a backstory or to backtrack, several hundred years prior to that, God made a promise to Abraham that he would give his descendants a land flowing with milk and honey, which was the land of Canaan. So fast forward, they're now out of Egypt and they're right at the border of Canaan. And they're literally on the cusp of stepping into their promise. This was huge, y'all. This was huge. So beforehand, God tells Moses to send 12 men. He says, choose one leader from each of the 12 tribes to explore the land of Canaan, which remember, God already promised them, that he was giving them this land. So God says, send 12 men out to go explore it. But when Moses talks to them, he adds on some extra stuff. He's like, see if the people are strong or weak, few or many, is the land good or bad? Are the towns walled or fortified? Is the soil fertile or poor? And it's like, when I read that, I thought, wait a minute. God just said, go explore the land. He didn't put all the extras on it. Moses went and put the extras on it. And to me, it's like he had a negative slant to it. I mean, maybe he had some doubt or some fear, you know? And so what's interesting is that, remember, Moses was their leader. And after all he's seen God do up to this point, I mean, up to this point, they've already experienced God parting the Red Sea, which was a miracle, drowned all the Egyptians that were chasing them, drowned Pharaoh and his chariots and his horsemen and all that was chasing him. And even before that, you know, the 10 plagues and the miracles that God did while they were in Egypt that brought them to the place of being delivered. So God had done mighty things up to this point. He, he gave them manna while they were in the wilderness and all these things. And so now they're at the cusp of entering in the promised land and Moses is like, is the place good or bad? Um, And for him to be their leader, you know, with this negative slant, it's just very interesting to me. And so um, it sounds like, again, he was unsure, he was uncertain, that God would take care of them. And let me just pause here and say that um, let's be mindful of the people that we hang around. Like, are they negative? Is there some negative vibe or energy or possibly a negative beliefs that could be rubbing off on you? Do you feel like you need to take some time to kind of maybe reevaluate some friendships or relationships? Do you need to put some distance between you? If they're in your inner circle, should they remind, should, should they remain there? It's really important for us to surround ourselves with people that will feed our faith people that will encourage us and help us to become all that God has created us to be. Okay, so back to the story. So the 12 spies, including Caleb and Joshua, they go and explore this land and they come back after 40 days. And when they come back, they brought back with them one cluster of grapes that was so huge, they had to carry it on a pole between them. Can you imagine I mean, wow, that's amazing. So come back, the spies report to Moses and the people, and they confirm that the land does flow with milk and honey, like what, the, what God said is true. And they show them the fruit is proof. But then they went to the butt. They said, yep, yeah, this is right. This it, it, We saw for ourselves, we saw with our own eyes, and look at this big cluster of grapes, y'all. This is amazing. But they said, the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. And then they mentioned that they saw the descendants of giants there. So apparently back, back in those days, um, there were giants that walked, that walked the earth. I mean, we we know about Goliath, right? So they said that there were giants there. And so now the Israelites are really afraid and they start complaining. And they started saying things like, why did God bring us all the way out here only to be killed. It would have been better for us if we just stayed back in Egypt. And they even talked about selecting for themselves another leader who would take them back to Egypt. So Caleb, remember he's one of the 12 spies, Caleb tries to calm them all down and reassure them and remind them that God was with them and that God had already promised that he was giving them this land. But 10 of the spies, which makes up the majority, 10 of the spies says, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. The land that we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size, referring to the giants. And then they said, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Now, There's so much more to this story, but but I want to stop here. Um, And you can read the whole story in Numbers, chapters 13, and even on into chapter 14. It's a really good story. I encourage you to go ahead and read it. Um, But a few things stood out for me. One of the things was they completely forgot about how bad it was for them in Egypt. And now they wanted to go back to it. And it's interesting how their perspective was distorted. Their perspective of Egypt was distorted, and their perspective of themselves was distorted. And let me ask, has God ever brought you out of a bad situation and you find yourself actually wanting to go back to it? Maybe your current circumstance is difficult and your future is uncertain. You're not sure what's going to happen next. So maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, at least I knew what the other situation was about. It wasn't healthy or desirable, but at least I knew how to live in that space. Mm. Y'all, I've been there. I've been there. But if God delivers you from a bad situation, I pray that he gives you the strength and the courage to not look back or go back. God loves you, and he brought you out of that thing for a reason. Please don't go back, okay? Don't go back. Don't go back. So back to the story, something else that stood out for me was that they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And to me, this speaks to their identity, how they define themselves. Remember, which we talked about earlier um, in my podcast called Who Are You Really?, and if you haven't listened to it yet, um, please go check it out. I encourage you to go check it out, and I hope that it blesses you. And so they're talking about themselves like they're grasshoppers, and they're believing a false narrative that was telling them something that did not line up with what God said about them. And they changed their focus They forgot all about what God had done for them up to this point, and they forgot about who God is. And instead, they changed their focus and they began to focus on themselves and their limitations. And the sad part of the story is those that didn't believe God and instead walked in fear and doubt, they didn't get to enter into the promised land. They didn't get to inherit their promise God had them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until every person in that generation, and that would be every person older than 20, 20 years of age, every person in that generation died off because of their unbelief. It's really important that we don't hinder ourselves from inheriting all the promises that God made to us because we're walking in fear or doubt or unbelief. And doubt could be just your lack of confidence in God. You once had confidence, but you, because of circumstances, and it's understandable, but because of your circumstances, you began to lack confidence in God. You began to question him and his ability. Is he still going to come through for me? That's doubt. And unbelief could be you once believed, but for, but for, you know, reasons you don't believe anymore. You've been through so much. You've been through so much pain, you know, trauma and just difficulties. You, you just don't believe anymore. Now, you know, we're human and we do have these feelings and emotions. We do have fear and we do doubt. This is real. These are real things for us that we deal with on a regular basis, but We have to be careful that we don't allow those feelings to govern our lives. We can't stay there, y'all. We can't stay there. Because if we do, we could end up living a life that's beneath what God has for us. There are things that God wants for us, he wants for us, and he wants to do through us. But if we're not seeing him right, or seeing ourselves right, that can limit our experience. It limits what he can do in our lives. We have to remember that just as God was with the children of Israel, he is with us. And just like God was for them, he's for us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Romans 8.31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So again, the question for us today is, how do we see ourselves? Are we comparing ourselves to others or measuring ourselves to our circumstances and seeing limitations or defeat? And more importantly, how does God see us? God says we are victorious. And through him, we are more than conquerors. And he always causes us to triumph through Christ. We have to remember who God is. God is almighty. He is all-powerful, and he will fight your battles. Every promise that he has made to you will come to pass. Not one word will fall to the ground unfulfilled, but we also have to believe it. We have to believe it. Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Now, this is a process, and it does take time. But we have to get to a place in our faith walk that no matter what we see, we'll still believe God over everything. We'll still believe what God says over everything. If God said it, It doesn't matter how bad it looks, how big it is, or how long it's taking. God's promises will come to pass. God promised Abraham that he would have a son in his old age. Now, it took about 25 years, but it happened. He had Isaac. He also promised Abraham that his descendants would inherit Canaan as their promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. It took over 400 years, but it happened. It happened. So, what has God promised you? And do you still believe that He will do it? Whatever it is you're facing, I wanna encourage you today. Don't see yourself as a grasshopper, something that is small, insignificant, limited, defeated. God sees you as so much more. And more importantly, he is so much more. And he is for you and he is with you. I wanna pray for you as we close out today. I want to pray for your, your strength, for your courage. I want to pray that you um, will just remember who God is, that he is faithful, that he is all powerful, that he is for you, that he's with you. He's guiding your steps right now. So Father, Father God, we give you glory and praise right now. We thank you so much for this time together. We thank you so much for this moment, God. We thank you for who you are and all that you have done up to this point, Father, and all that you have yet to reveal to us, all that you have yet to manifest in our lives, Father. You are a good God, and you are faithful, and we love you. Father, I pray for every listener right now. I pray for everyone, God, that is facing something very serious right now, that is going through a difficulty right now, God, that is going through a difficult circumstance right now. I pray that you would strengthen their hearts right now. I pray that you would strengthen their minds right now and bless them with your peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would remind them, God, of all the times that you have blessed them before, all the times that you have come through for them before, all the times that you have made a way for them before, God, and just encourage them today, God remind them that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Father, I pray that you would bring back to their remembrance every promise that you have made to them, God, that has yet to be fulfilled, and encourage their hearts, God, and reassure them that you, Lord, will manifest those promises. I pray, Father God, that their faith would be increased today, Father. That their faith and their trust in you would be increased today, Father. And that their belief would be increased in the name of Jesus. I pray against unbelief. I pray against doubt. I pray against fear in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you that even though we feel these things, we will not walk in them. They will not govern or dictate our lives no more in Jesus' name. So I thank you, God, for blessing your people. I thank you, God. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. If this blessed you, if it encouraged you, please share it with someone that you think might also be blessed by it. And if you haven't yet and want to be notified when my future podcast drop, please click the follow button. And also, I'd like to hear from you. So please connect with me on social media. I've got my links um, in the the description. So please just reach out to me on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And lastly, I'm praying for you. And I want to ask that we cover each other in prayer, okay? So until next time, take care of yourself. And God bless you. Bye.